Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Double Take, coming live from the NBA bubble in Orlando. I'm Alex Safey here with John Shorthair Safey. John, what's going on, brother? Just got that haircut. Um, we're back. You know, this will be our second time putting this up on YouTube. So hopefully that gives our listeners another way to view us. But, you know, yeah. everything's good. NBA is back officially, and I can't even believe that it, July 30th is tomorrow because obviously when the whole plan came out, beginning of June, it was like, you know, when is this really going to happen? Like, this is in two months from now. Oh, my gosh, it's so far away. But here we are at long last. We're back to NBA. There will be real games that actually mean something tomorrow. Yeah, and more than anything, it's just crazy that in two days is going to be August or three days, I guess. That's pretty crazy. Just I from the time believe- we got sent home. No sports, the whole shutdown. And, you know, yeah. I thought coronavirus would be long gone by now, but here we are. Yeah, and I was talking with, you know, our cousin Keon. He was asking about, like, Luca. He's like, oh, is Luca a ro- rookie? And I was like, wait, Luca's in his second? And I couldn't remember because this season has been so long. I'm like, yeah. Luca's basically a third-year NBA player already, except it's crazy. second year. Because I mean, that's now- the thing. This is At this point, we'd be closer to the next season than this past season. But anyway, so – we're going to get today, we're going to get to all the fun topics. Which this is going to be our NBA restart preview. So, of course, we're going to run through our, who we think is going to win the title. We're going to talk about the dark horse contenders. Then we're going to talk about the play-in race in the Western Conference because in the East it's not much of a question. And then we're going to answer, this is, I think, my favorite, quest, my favorite question of this episode is, whose legacy will ascend the most from a ring? But before all that, we are going to bring back an old segment we used to have, mostly on when we were on the radio with WZBC, which we haven't done in a while, but it was a segment called Good Cop, Bad Cop, where we pick a player or a situation or a person in the sports world, and we pick a different sides on them, and we discuss. So, very uh, controversial thing that's happened over the last week. There's been a lot of talk on NBA Twitter and in the different NBA bubbles, but I guess that wasn't really a pun intended. Lou Williams. He was granted permission to leave the NBA bubble. He's on the Clippers. He plays for the Clippers um, to attend a funeral in his hometown, I think, which is Atlanta. And a day after, one of the few days that he was gone, Jack Harlow, who is a new rapper, or I think he's new, um, posted an Instagram story with Lou Will in a strip club. And so, of course, everyone was going crazy. Ramona Shelburne was reporting. Apparently, Lou Will's in a strip club. What's going on? People were like, wait, I thought he was at a funeral. And then what happened was he, he came out and he said, no, I was not there to, to see any women or to see the strippers. I was there because this place called Magic City has the best hot wings. So, John, pick a side, and then I'm going to pick the alternate, and we're going to go back and forth and see what's good. Yeah, I, you know, this is an easy bad cop, and, like, I don't know how <laughs> you can even defend this. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, we obviously talked about it on, I think, our last NBA episode. Or, no, maybe not. It was two episodes ago. We talked about – um Raquan how do you know how to say his name Rashawn Rashawn right Rashawn that's his name Rashawn Holmes who of the Sacramento Kings broke the bubble to get some food right and we're all like okay he walked out just to grab like you know chicken wings his, his uber eats whatever it was we all kind of had a little bit of sympathy for that situation you know it's, it, they just started they just got there he broke the bubble to grab food we all know the food situation wasn't great I still thought it was stupid and he's also playing for, obviously, a much worse team, the Sacramento Kings. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, the Sacramento Kings player is going to be quarantined. We don't care. Yeah, but this really is cares? Lou Williams. This is potentially – this is one of the most important players in the league. This is a guy who could potentially put his team over the, the hump against the Lakers in the Western Conference, <laughs> put them over the hump against the Bucks in the, in the NBA Finals. Very important bench, uh, you know, six-man-of-the-year player for the Clippers. And you're getting you're, – he's going to miss some games that count, not just the scrimmages. Yeah, he's gonna, I think it seems like he's only going to miss – he's going to miss two of the regular season games. So he's going to miss two regular season games, which, again, their seeding is pretty much solidified at the two seed. But still, like, these guys want to get back into – playoff form they need to be playing the best basketball that they've been playing of their lives of the entire season and it's happening just after these scrimmages and after eight games of a regular season and then they're jumping into the playoffs and what are you doing you're i get it you know a funeral of course that's a perfect reason to want to leave the bubble zion williamson also had you know a reason to leave he left and he came back family emergency 
right, Zion's coming back tonight. It's today's July 29th uh, that we're recording this. So, um, so Zion's coming back for this family, uh, important family matter. But Lou Williams goes to the funeral, and now he's stopping on the way back going to a strip club. Like, how do you defend yourself? Uh, and obviously, I'll tell you, you know what, John? I'll tell you how. Well, you no, really quickly. It. Really quickly. Just one more thing. I just need to call him out. Kendrick Perkins says, it's disturbing when a rookie and Zion Williamson can act more mature than NBA vet Lou Williams. And that's exactly how I feel about this. And Lou Will responded, and he, he didn't say anything because this is, this is all he could say. 15 years in this business and the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings during a pandemic. Perk, <laughs> shut up and stop laughing and saying it's just TV when you run into me too. Okay, Lou Williams, are you kidding me? You were stopping for wings? Uh, John. Let me respond to that tweet with another tweet. Shannon Sharp, Lou Williams left the bubble for a family emergency, made a quick stop at Magic City before hoping to return to the bubble. Y'all thought Lou went for the adult entertainment, but it's the food, especially chicken wings, strips, and catfish nuggets. That's a must with all the crying laughing emojis. And Lou Will retweeted it. So, John, you know what? You took bad cop. I'm going to go good cop on this one. Listen. Lou Will was already out of the bubble, okay? He's going to a funeral. You know what, you, you know what people do at funerals? And, and I know right now, time of social distancing, maybe not. People hug each other. People embrace each other. Lou Will is probably going to be, like, if Lou's flying out, I don't know actually who the person was. Maybe we should have done more research. But if uh, it says, out, he said, long live the great Paul Williams Sr. So it must have so been a Yeah, uncle. maybe it's a great uncle or a grandpa or, you know, who knows. But so Lou Will... He's out of the bubble already, and he's already interacting with a ton of people. He probably went to this place, Magic City. I'm sure they're masked up. Like, I'm sure they're playing it safe, and he wasn't going for the entertainment. He went, stopped really quick, meet up with his boy, Jack Harlow, and get some chicken wings. Like, yes, sh- should he have been doing it? Maybe not, but if you actually look at how risky it is, like, he was already at the funeral. So, so how about this? If the one piece of evidence they have is the one Snapchat photo with a rapper of them wearing that's, masks, I mean, that's, that's, dumb. Go- that's pretty dumb. That's on it's Instagram. Look, that's the one piece of evidence they have. The NBA can't say, "Oh, you know what, Lou? You probably, you know, were were masked up while you were at this strip club. I know you were just eating wings. You know, you, you weren't doing anything else. That's fine. You can come back into the bubble. You're all good. Like that's definitely not how it goes. They have to quarantine him, and the NBA did what they had to do." So yeah, of course. he deserves I'm to not, get I'm not, punished I'm not or whatever. But he was, it's he for the was probably, safety. I mean, it's, pro- it's rather arbitrary. He could have gotten infected at the funeral. He could have gotten infected eating wings, but who knows? I agree. But, you know so, what? Enough to talk about Lou Williams. Enough of him. He doesn't deserve this much time. Um, but now on to kind of our power rankings. And right. our, we're going to start with who we're picking for the title. So obviously – the three teams at the top of everyone's list in, in any order is Lakers, Clippers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. John, I want to ask you, who do you have winning it all? Yeah, so this is tough. I've definitely fallen off a little bit of the Lakers wagon. I was still going strong, mm. but I'm just starting to get a little more. Just, just I've just been watching a little bit more TV, hearing different people's perspectives, and I still believe in LeBron James, so my first answer is always going to be the Lakers because they will get it done. If LeBron teeters a little and he's not – you know, 20, if 2020 LeBron, I think if 2020 LeBron is 90% as good as 2018 LeBron, so this is two years ago, which I think he is. We've seen him be capable of that. And Anthony Davis is still on his team. We have a pretty – Lakers got a pretty solid chance, and my pick is still, I think, intact for the most part. But definitely losing Rondo and losing um, Avery Bradley definitely hurts. And now everyone, all this hype surrounding, you know, the Blazers after how they've looked in their scrimmages – um, the Blazers have looked good because who's back for them? Zach Collins, who was injured, and Nurkic also. So two big men for them. So now they got two guys. That'll just make it a first-round matchup a little bit more difficult. But we'll definitely get into that AT conversation later if the Blazers can get in. Um, so two guys that'll make it more difficult down low for AD, uh, you know, and Dwight Howard and, the, and JaVale, those big guys for the Lakers. Nah, but also, have a problem. Not having Avery Bradley to guard guys like Dame and CJ. So, listen, I still take, of course, I'm not telling you the Blazers are going to win in a first round. But that's a very tough first round matchup. Second round, they're going to have to go through the, one of the, those teams like the Rockets, Jazz, OKC. Yeah, the seeding hasn't, hasn't worked itself out yet. So, actually, exactly. So, they're going to go through a very, they're going to go through a very tough second round matchup. And then, who's meeting them? Probably the next 
best team in the whole in the whole NBA, the Clippers. And guess what? They don't have seven home games anymore. You know, so so that definitely yeah. takes it. And it's then true. they're gonna have after all that, they're gonna play the Bucks. Who the Bucks could very well. I would not be shocked if the Bucks rolled through the East in a 4-0-4-1-4-1-4-2 manner. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> the Bucks are going to be a lot more well-rested. So like, I, I feel like I just built the case for why the Lakers shouldn't do it. No, again, LeBron is great, and LeBron will be able yeah, to I'm do it. Yeah, I'm trying to hear why they should, because I've kind of already hopped off the bandwagon. Because of LeBron James. LeBron James will get it done. That's my opinion. I'm gonna, I'll ride the wagon until you know it explodes, but I, I still think the Lakers are going to get it done. Just too much motivation, and I do think that having the best player helps you immensely and yes they're gonna have a lot of tough battles though this playoffs. okay so i think john to push back on that i'm gonna give you my pick but first i think for the lakers to win it's not only gonna depend too much on lebron because i mean we kind of know what we're gonna get from lebron it would be more surprising if lebron had a you know crappy playoffs this year than than if he had um a really really good playoffs like you expect him to, to play well, but you're not, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get from Anthony Davis. So I think he's more of the X factor because LeBron, you can, you can count on LeBron, but we don't know what we're going to see from Davis. Davis has only played. He's, he's never even been to the conference finals. So, you know, that's two more yeah. players than he's accustomed to. If healthy, though, and he's also the number two guy. There's pressure off of him. You know, with the Pelicans, he did. He's had it. We've seen him have a few good playoff series. I would argue that there's but, still more pressure than there was with the Pelicans, though, because even though he's the number two, there's still higher expectations with the Lakers. There are higher expectations. That's definitely true. But I think just having, just knowing that LeBron's going to, when you when you see LeBron going all the way and not being, and being fearless and, you know, with all the weight of this the championship potential for this team, he's going to fall right behind that. And he's not going to well, you yeah. know, when it's you as the number one guy leading the way for the team and you get scared, the whole team gets scared. LeBron's the leader of that team and he's going to be leading them. And I think so. Aid, I think Aid will be there if healthy, but you get back to the point, you know, it's not as much as about, we know LeBron's going to be incredible. It's about if his teammates are going to be good enough for them to get over these excellent teams. You know, we saw LeBron nearly beat, uh, the 2018 Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green on that team in one game of the finals with no help at all. Mm-hmm. This is a LeBron that's two years older, and the teams are a little bit, I would say, not as good, but his team is better. So weighing all that, it's obviously basketball's not a perfect math equation, but weighing all that, yeah. I think they still are the favorite. They got a shot. His team is still better than that 2018, all the, those Cavs teams. This, is, this, is this would have been the second best team he was ever on. 2013. Uh, Miami Heat that won 66 games, 27 straight games. That would be the best team LeBron was on. This is the second best team. This team was on a 63-64 game win pace. Mm. So, this right. team, well, yeah, I think so. What 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 Cavaliers so, team was better? So yeah, I mean I don't know. Whatever. That's a whole other argument. But I'm gonna give you my pick. My pick. I did hop off the Lakers bandwagon, um, and maybe this is gonna sound stupid because I'm a LeBron guy and I do. I would love to see LeBron win. But in the past, you know, few weeks, I've just been thinking, and I kind of think the Bucks are just getting overlooked right now. And the Bucks, although right before the season got shut down, the Lakers did top them in LA, by the way. Um, and that's kind of when people were saying, you know, I'm feeling much better about the Lakers. The Bucks were still the number one team in the in the NBA. Like the Lakers had picked up. The ground on them from from that span where LeBron was really closing the gap between him and Giannis. They're really and not. Giannis, but- and it's then they, only a few games. It is a few games, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, right towards the end, like, they, the Lakers kind of made that jump, and, the, and the, the, the Bucks fell back a little bit. So I just think overall this Bucks team um, is still the favorite, and they're who I would pick right now. But I am considering the bubble because, obviously, the Bucks are a team that would have had home court throughout the playoffs, and now they don't have it. They have, it's a neutral court. But when you're going now, like, all these teams have been off for three months and now they're going full speed immediately and they're going three months to the finish line. Like I think that kind of favors younger teams. And while the Bucks top to bottom aren't super young, the Lakers um, are, are an older team overall. They're more of a veteran team. LeBron is their best player. He's 35 years old. He's played, you know, God knows how many minutes of NBA basketball. Okay, he's the last person you should be worried about. This well, man at some point too much money. At some point, it's going to matter. Money and time on his body. He's going to be. But fine. anyway, the Bucks. You know, Giannis has young legs. Chris Middleton, Middleton is pretty young, 
Eric Bledsoe is, is not too old either. So I, I trust that they're young and they'll be good to go. One other thing that has to do that is going to be, be very important, this super, super unusual situation, is continuity. The, the Bucks have continuity. If you look back over the past few years, this has been their general team. And the, other, the reason I say that mostly is because they have more of the same team over the past few years than the Lakers, who just got Anthony Davis. They just made that huge trade last year. With, like, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. That was a year ago. They made all, that, all those trades. They're a very different team. Danny Green, they didn't have him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, everyone kind of has a different role. That, I think that's one thing. And the Clippers, the Clippers are all over the place. They're, they still, I don't think, have figured out their chemistry. So I trust the Bucks' continuity. I trust their young legs. And now this is kind of – this is what kind of – I saw the stat and it, it made me think, you know what, I'm just going to pick them. Um, is if you look at point differentials, all-time point differentials in, in the regular season, only Dude. 12 teams – listen, only 12 teams have ever had a point dif- differential over 10 points. Out of those 12 teams, only three of them have lost the title. And now let me just give you the, – one of the teams that lost the title was – um, a team that lo- it was the Milwaukee Bucks in 1972, and they lost to the team that had the number one point differential of all time. So, so that that one you know kind of makes sense. And then the other two was the 73 and nine Golden State Warriors. They also had a 10.8 point differential, and they lost to the Cavs in a blue three one lead. And then that San Antonio Spurs team that same year lost to OKC. So, it, but other than that, you look at all the teams who have had. So the Milwaukee Bucks have a 11.2 point differential. Obviously, we don't know if they're going to win the championship. But the four teams ahead of them, 72 Lakers, 71 Bucks, 1996 Bulls, the 17 Warriors, the team that we said is the best team of all time last week. And then you go down the list, um, the 97 Bulls, the 92 Bulls, the 08 Celtics, the 15 Warriors. Like, you have to be really freaking good all right. to Let me just win on average by over 10 points. And that's Let me just stop you right there. Too. So I'm going to say it would take like a it would, it would probably take a fluke for them to lose and I understand the bubble is kind of a fluke that would make them lose but I'm still just going to I'm going to trust in that stat I'm going to trust in the Milwaukee No Bucks. that's a horrible stat it's so misleading this team was pumping teams like the Atlanta Hawks all all year and the Knicks and the you know the Pacers and not Dude, great teams. in the 70s this it, the NBA wasn't deep in the 70s either and those teams that's, those were the highest point differentials were in the 70s, and they still won the championship. Like, I understand that it's not like the best stat oh, to go but off. they're not going up against all the that. teams win, if, if, Listen, if 75 to 80% of the teams that do that. They're overinflating the, the fact that the Eastern Conference is relatively a lot worse. From I, the seven uh, seed down. I disagree From the seven seed down, the Eastern Conference, other than the top four, five, six teams in the East, everyone else is pretty garbage. But the West literally goes look just 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 compare which teams do, do we go all the way down the line for, or which conference do we go all the way down the line to get them in the bubble? The the Eastern Conference the has nine teams, teams in the though. bubble. The Bucks blew those teams out too. Right? Well, we can look at that. I promise you, their point differential the is much whether they play the Suns or the Hawks. This, they're still blowing them out. No, the Suns the, are in the no, bubble. you're right. The Suns are not in. But guess who else they're blowing out? The teams like the Nets and the Pistons and the the Wizards that well, the, the Nets, that the Nets have fallen fair. apart recently. The Nets have fallen apart. The Nets were not, and they were fair. still bad before that. They were not good. So Nets seventh seed in the East. Who's the seventh seed in the West? Luka Doncic led Maverick Mavericks right now. So I'm sorry, you just can't compare. The Western Conference is better. Dude, so if but you're guess gonna, what? You can't overinflate that fact that the the Bucks had a better record by like four or five games. They should have. The Lakers had much tougher competition. No, no. But guess what, John? Last year, they were playing the same competition. They didn't have a 11-point differential that year. The year before, the, the East No, last the year they had a huge one. It was like – it was like – it was not 11. It was, eight. Right. it was eight points. It was like eight or nine, yeah. It was but, and it was, it, was it was really high, and then it teetered off towards the end of the season. That's fine. And that team was – you know how close the team was to go, going to the finals? They were up 2-0. On the Raptors, and in the game three, it went to like double overtime. If but they weren't double overtime game, they would have been up three zero. No, you and do. Also, you're right. That team I was very that close. Last to year's making. loss is going to fuel them as well. So, I think so. All right, let's move on because we still got a lot of topics yeah. to get through. This one's a little more fun because obviously everyone knows Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks are the number or the all the top teams. Um, but going down the list, 
obviously, you know, it's because it's a, it was a shortened season. This kind of opens up the field for one of these lower ranked teams to make a run, a, a deeper playoff run in a way that maybe they wouldn't have been able to in a conventional playoffs um, that wasn't in a bubble system, of course. Um, so, Alex, let's just why don't we go back and forth and let's list off what teams we think are the best team to have a chance to make a dark horse, you know, yeah. finals appearance. All right, so I'm going to start off. You know what? This isn't going to be in no particular order, but I'm going to start off with – actually, actually, I'll give you who I think is the next best team. So after the Bucks, Lakers, and Clippers, I would say right now the way the Raptors are playing, the way they finished the season, obviously, I guess that was three months ago now, I want to credit the Raptors. They had probably the coach of the year. They're still the defending Bro. champs. They, they still have a chip on their shoulder because um, without Kawhi, everyone's counted them out. But they're right now the second best team in the Eastern Conference. And there's a team, if there's any team that's going to be able to beat the Bucks, it's one, you're going to need to know how, you're going to have to have a scheme to do it. And the, the, the Raptors do have the scheme and they do have the body. You still have the bodies. You still have Pascal Siakam to throw on Giannis. You still have guys in the paint like Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. And their younger players have really emerged this year. Obviously, they lost Kawhi, but you made up for like, they lost, that's, you know, they lost, let's say, let's call it 25 points, eight rebounds and two assists. They've pretty much made up. If you look at all the other players on the team who have, who have made jumps statistically, they've kind of made up for those lost points and rebounds. So obviously you don't have the guy at the end of the shot clock who's going to shoot the ball, fading away against Joel Embiid and have it bounce off the rim four times and then get you to go to the conference finals. But if there was a team, like I, like I would not be surprised if the Raptors beat the Celtics. But right now, if you like look around, it seems like more people are picking the Celtics than the Raptors. And I think you got to kind of give right. respect to the Raptors because especially with Kemba and Kemba's injury, Okay, let, let me just – okay, so let's just look at the Raptors as, like, their, their, little, their playoff history. And I know Siakam is not a part of this, but every season it was always the Raptors, you know, they're the one – how many seasons were they – they look really good, and then the play, they got to the playoffs, and LeBron swept them, and, and LeBron just wrecked them. DeMar, okay, that's, that DeMar that. DeRozan, that's DeMar and DeRozan and Dwayne Casey's Raptors. No, 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 but you know who else was on those Raptors – Kyle Lowry, and guess what happened? Last playoffs, oh, first game of the for oh he hooped. Oh, that's it. That's he got it. outplayed. He got outplayed by DJ Augustine again in the Orlando Magic which, in game, which game one. Which game of the playoffs was that? Game one of the game playoffs. Game one of the playoffs. So who cares yeah. about game one? You're this right. You know what? I you know what game finished. I care about. I care about game seven when Kawhi was leading the team. But guess what? You don't have Kawhi anymore. That was the one season that the Raptors were different. They're going to go back to their old ways of being the team that no, they won't. You know, they come into the playoffs. They, you they're starting to Siakam. Siakam they're starting to gain some traction. All right, listen, if, if Siakam is going to outplay Giannis in the conference finals, then I give it to you. But I'm sorry, the Bucs are not going to lose to the Raptors. That, that will not happen. I could see the Bucs losing to the Celtics, and I could even see them. Like, I'm a Whoa, person. what man, about, wait, who, do, who are you picking in the Raptors-Celtics second round matchup that's probably going to happen? I'm taking the Celtics in that round. And All right, I'll well, get to we'll that. give me your argument for that. I'll get to that. But the Raptors, everyone's starting to hop on the bandwagon, and I can't wait to watch them just collapse again. And you're right, it's not the Dwayne Casey, DeMar DeRozan. But the fact, this revisionist history about – Kyle Lowry, about all of a sudden, he's like, oh, veteran. He has a ring. He knows what it takes. Like, are you going to forget that Listen, Kawhi Leonard was that, on that team? That's the only thing that changed. Um, the same what, you're right. You're right. That they're great in the regular anymore. season. That's this it. team is playing with a lot of confidence. They don't care. that They're not thinking, oh, we had Kawhi last year. They're thinking, we just won the championship, and we're going to go defend the title. And whether or not they're good enough to defend it, like, that's an argument, of course. But – well, Matt, what's, what's happening in their heads, that matters too. And they're confident. And, yes, you're right. Kyle Lowry is not a guy who was known for big play, playoff performances before last season. But last season, go look at the finals. He had a, he had a good finals. He Again, it's easy when you got Kawhi leading the way. Because beforehand, when it was his can't team, give all the credit to Kawhi. team, always pooped the bed. Always. All right? But I'll, I'll get to my point. So, I, I listen, they're, they're still a good team. And they're the number two seed for a reason. Great regular season team. I do not think that they're better than the, the Celtics or even the Heat. I would love to see either of those teams go up against oh, the Raptors. I mean, I'm picking the Heat. Out. I would pick the Heat. but Yeah, of course. I don't, it doesn't I'm, look like we're going to match up with them. It doesn't look like that's going to happen unless we both get to the conference final. Yeah, we're probably looking at that Bucks. The Heat are probably looking at the Bucks second round matchup. But – 
I will say sign me up for Raptors Celtics because those teams are very evenly matched. And again, no home court's going to mix things up for the Raptors who would have had home court, but I'm still going to pick um, the Celtics because I just, I think their team, and you know what, you can go either way, but because these teams are, are similar, you know, in terms of, you know, I guess age wise and just what they've done in my opinion, because I don't really count, you know, the whole tight going to win the title last year. Like to me, not having Kawhi is completely different. They still have the team that was around Kawhi and now they've built it somewhat around Siakam right, well, now. Give me your argument for the Celtics. Why I got the Celtics because, you know, Tatum just started peaking right at the right time and Brown did as well. And these two perimeter guys, <laughs> I think, although, although the Raptors do have some guys like Norman Powell and OG, uh, I can't even say and, his last name. Anunobi. Anunobi. And they got, they got these guys that will defend these dudes on the wing. The Celtics, to me, are the, the better – that's my number one dark horse team to make it out because of – yeah, they do have Nick Nurse with the Raptors, but I still pick Brad Stevens over him in a chess match. And to me, the Celtics, also with Kemba, is a point guard, surprisingly, that I do trust more in that system. Like, they, per, they literally took that team with Kyrie that everyone said was supposed to win so many games, and, and they flipped Kyrie for a point guard that fits it better. They took, like, a point guard that's 80% maybe as good as Kyrie with a similar skill set that small you lost point Al guard. Horford, and Al Horford was the anchor of their defense. Right, the best, right, right. They were best on defense last season with Kyrie. But also, yeah, but they've also made up for that in the steps that their younger guys have taken and improved. Marcus Smart still still on defense. They don't have a great rim protector, right? They got uh, is it Can- no Cantor's on the uh, the Blazers right now? No, no Cantor's on the Celtics now. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but he doesn't start. They, backup, they, have, like, they start. No tight starts, or they have a uh, semi Ojale. But if you yeah. actually look, I, I don't believe the Celtics will be good. But if you do look at those like those five-man rotations with, like, it's, like, Daniel Tice and then, like, their other four best player, like Kemba, um, yeah. Jason, Jalen, and Gordon Hayward. That lineup is actually really good if you look at, like, the, like the advanced yeah. numbers and stuff like that. So me, but still, I don't – I still don't think that – I'm just taking those shot. wings. Those four dudes, to me, like, just a slash and kick, it, their offense is potent, and they can defend the wing. So, listen, if, if Siakam is going to have to have a seriously insane season to, to take them out, uh, I'm sorry, in season series to take them yeah. out, but I'm I'm picking the Tatum Brown just duo, and that's not even talking about Kemba, who could very well lead this team throughout the playoffs. But I think Kemba's also the X factor because of his injury, and Kemba's yeah. a guy that we know he can have big moments, big playoff moments. Yeah, Siakam's like great, UConn. but he's the only guy I think that I really trust. Okay, well then, and so I guess this is kind of a good segue because we picked both the Raptors and the Celtics over our favorite, our our. our favorite team are diehard fans that were diehard fans for the Miami Heat. And I think the only reason that I wouldn't take, I wouldn't pick the Heat, I wouldn't put the Heat higher or over those teams is because unfortunately right now we're at the four seed. And while we do have eight games to get up to the, maybe the two or the three, it's, it's kind of unlikely. Well, so it's possible probably, to get to the two. We'd have to get to the three. To to, so we can get to the three. It's unlike, I don't think it's unlikely based on, we talked about this a few weeks ago, we have the hardest schedule, um, as far as our eight games, the Celtics have an easier schedule, so it'd be hard for us to make up ground on them. So what's probably going to happen is we're going to play the Bucks in the second round. And like, if we were on the other side, if you said we got to beat like the, if, let's say you swap us and the Celtics, we got to beat the Raptors and then take the Bucks in the final in the conference finals. I'm feeling more confident about yeah, that. Yeah, that would be right insane. now. I just feel like right now we might have to play the Sixers in the first round. But think I about still, this. I feel confident about beating the Sixers, but just. Going against the talent the Sixers have, and like let's say let's say we win in six, even like that would be pretty good. We win in six, then we go to the semis. We have to play the Bucks. Maybe we win in six. Maybe we win in seven. Now we got to go to the conference finals and pick on probably the Celtics, like who we don't match up well with. So I don't actually feel too great about us getting out of the um, of the East. But I do think we're a dark horse because I ha- I like our chances against the Bucks. I think we match up well with them. I think we have enough bodies to throw at Giannis. We have Bam, who's really like unlike any player in the NBA. Um, and so if we can beat them, and let's say maybe we get the Raptors, who I think is a little bit more of a favorable matchup than the Celtics would be, I think we can make it to the finals. But I still probably would say the Bucks will take us. But I still yeah. like our chances, and I'm, I'm going to be a homer. And- no, yeah, listen, if we can beat the Bucks in the second round, then forget Celtics-Raptors. Like, if we're able to, over- to beat the Bucks, 
Like we're we're going all the way. We're taking we're going to the oh, I don't know about that. I no, yeah, I'll that. say that. If we if we dethrone the number one team, we're finishing it out. But just to move on, so to not to get in some of the Western Conference teams, you know, the first one I think of is for obvious reasons, the Rockets, who got two MVPs on their team. You know, James Harden has always tried and barely and barely missed it a few se- the past few seasons, you know, in the conference finals getting it up to the finals. Now he's got Russell Westbrook, another um another MVP with him. And obviously they did the whole small ball thing. It started working out. They started kind of collapsing towards the end of it. We'll see how, you know, um, real it is in the playoffs for them because they're going to potentially be going up against the Nuggets now, who's the next team I would have next to the Rockets. And the Nuggets just added Bull Bull, who is Manupo's son. Manupo was, what, seven foot, like eight, I think, you know, 30 years ago. Who played in the league, and this is his son, who's like seven foot three or seven foot four, I think. And you're gonna put him next to Nikola Jokic uh, on the in the Nuggets front court like that against the Rockets team would be hilarious because Bull Bull can shoot, Jokic can shoot it fairly well, not too far out. Um, but he can they can both step back. Yeah, he he's a pretty good shooter, so they can put both those guys on a lineup. And what are the what are the Rockets gonna do? have Westbrook guard Bull Bull. Like, I mean, listen, Westbrook's a great athlete, but you, it gets to a point where oh, when you're a whole foot taller than someone, what is no, that? I, what? I love that matchup. I think that, you know, I think everyone's kind of taking this, these three Bull Bull scrimmage games and running with them and thinking that it means something. Because it really listen, doesn't. At the very like, least, he's been like a great rim protector. Bro, he, he hasn't played all season. Like, he's played three scrimmage games, and now everyone's like, and oh, they're my God. getting him right before they go to the play. Like, they could be a different team now. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what it is. You're right. I don't know what this Bull Bull thing is. I don't know if he's a unicorn, but he's looked good in the scrimmages. And if their coaching finds a way to implement him in a way that maximizes the other guys on the team, and, and you know, they added a whole nother, like, value player that's going to play valuable minutes for them potentially they could do a whole it's like a whole extra chess piece now for them so who knows what they are i don't know what it is i'm not saying i know what it is i'm not saying i know what they're gonna do but i wouldn't be surprised if they have a you know if they blow the rockets out in that first round series and they go into the second round series against like the lakers or clippers and we're like huh the the nuggets might actually have a good shot at this one so that's all i'm saying who knows i would be shocked honestly i'd probably be shocked if they got out of the first round because the way it's looking now they might play the Mavericks or the Rockets, who I feel great about both of those teams in the first round against um, the Nuggets. And especially those are the- going to be good matchups, though. The M- they will be fun matchups. The NBA is a perimeter player league, and I would take Harden and Westbrook over, you know, Jokic and and Jamal Murray, or I would take uh, even Luka Doncic in his first playoff series, and I would really like to see them, him and Porzingis against the Nuggets. And the third guy in that team that I'm getting excited about, so. I love Luka. Luka might be like one of my favorite non-Miami Heat players right now. And when I saw, I I turned, I think that was one of the first scrimmage games I turned on. I think uh, the Mavericks playing the Lakers. And Seth Curry. He played like like his brother. He was playing like I literally said that. I was with my friend, I was with Will. And I was like, yo, Will, this dude's literally playing like Steph right now. He looked like Steph Steph with the pump. The dude flew out of the way and he hit the open three. It it was crazy. Like watching him play. I'm like, if he can be like, you know, role player version of Steph, just like with yeah. handles. Give you, maybe he doesn't give you like 40 minutes of Steph. He'll give you like, you know, 20 or 10. Yeah, not even. But, I mean, he's not going to be Steph. Of course not. Yeah. But to be like a little role player version of that next to Luca in the backcourt with Porzingis, if Porzingis can be, you know, get back to a hundred percent of what he was with the Knicks when he was like, mm-hmm. you know, unicorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he was, um, when he was unicorn, Chris Stapps, then that'd be an awesome team to watch in the playoffs for what I'll say, though, lastly about the Rockets is in this bubble format, some people are saying this is an opportunity for an unconventional champion because we have no home core because, you know, everything was thrown off. We had three, three months of rest. If there's any team that I could see, like, you know, going and stealing this ship or really people who are going to try to take advantage and steal this championship from the teams that would have the team that would have or should have gotten it. It's the Rockets because you have two guys who are really gunning for that championship. They're both, I think, Harden and Westbrook are both, I think they're about, I think they just turned 30, both of them. So they're starting to get to the point where it's really, the the clock is really ticking for them. And there's no better opportunity than now for them to go in and make some noise. Um, 
and like really surprise people because of this just the nature of the NBA bubble and how the restart has happened. Oh uh, yeah, good. So I guess is there any last teams you wanted to mention there, Alex? No, those are, though, I think we think we got the who is it? The Heat, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Mavericks. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, those are the only teams I think as well. So then this is a good point because we talked about these dark horse teams now. So this is a good segue for this next question, and that's something a lot of people are talking about, which is will there be an asterisk on the champion this season? And obviously people have been mentioning the 99 Spurs. There was a lockout-shortened 50-game season, and some consider that chip to be, you know, an asterisk, to have an asterisk on it because the Spurs were super young and, and it was an unexpected team. But think about another, I like to think about another lockout year, 2012, when it was a 66-game season and the Miami Heat won the championship. And obviously no one questioned it because the Heat were supposed to win and end up doing it. So, Alex, what do you think? Do you think this bubble is going to make, oh, whoever wins this year, they weren't really the real champion because they didn't win it the conventional way? What do you think? So two things. I think, one, I don't really think that over time people will remember it this way because – I mean, when we look back at, we say, how many rings does Tim Duncan have? We say he has five. We don't say he has four, but that one of the lockout season was kind of like, or same with LeBron. We don't say LeBron has three, but that one of them doesn't really count. If anything, people try to discount the 2013 one where Rayon hit the three over the, you know, the 2012 one. So I right. think over time, people really do forget. But as far as just in general right now, and then maybe the next coming months after this championship, will people say that, um, there should be an asterisk by it. I don't think so. I think this is actually a harder championship to win. I think we mentioned this in one of our first episodes when once the NBA was announced that it would come back. But even since then, with um, obviously we're in a global pandemic, obviously with the long stoppage, we've basically had a whole offseason since the time that the NBA was um, shut down. And then right now everything is, everyone's, all of them, they're away from their families. They're, in unusual living conditions. There are a lot of them, it's, it's not as nice as they're accustomed to. Um, and of course, we have the Black Lives Matter pro- protests going on. That's, that's a huge distraction as well. And we know LeBron James, who he, you know, famously, every, every uh, playoffs, he'll say, I'm going into zero dark 30, 23 mode, um, where he, you know, doesn't, turns off all his phones. He doesn't look on social media. He kind of just really, really zones in and focuses on um, trying to win a championship. Right now, there's, there's so many other things to be looking at. It's going to be impossible to only focus on basketball. One thing LeBron said yesterday, actually, so on Tuesday, um, was he said, I won't be turning my phones off during this run. I can't afford to. I'm going to continue. Or he said, I have to continue to check in with my family every single day, especially in the yeah. uncertainty that 2020 has brought to all of us. So, like, that's, I think, I mean, I was actually thinking this before I saw that quote, and I saw that quote, and I was like, yeah, like it's, it's just a very different circumstance. And I think overall it's going to make it harder to win um, this championship, not easier. Yeah, so I, I could definitely agree with you there, you know, uh, that it's probably more difficult. But I understand also the arguments when people say, um, you know, this is just different. Like, and the reason is, let's say the Miami Heat did get past the Bucks and we make it to the finals. And then – like the Clippers beat us or the Lakers beat us, whatever. Like people would say, people won't put an asterisk on the Bucks, Clippers or Lakers winning, but they'll look at that and say, oh, well, look, the Clippers beat uh, the Miami Heat. That was like a four seed and that probably wouldn't have got there in a conventional playoff, you know, run. So they'll look at a team like that. It, it, let's say like a team like the Celtics wins it all, or even who knows, maybe Luka goes off and Seth Curry becomes, gives us just two months of looking <laughs> like his brother. Like, who knows, and the Mavericks win it all. Of course, people are going to put an asterisk on it because it's unexpected. If the expected winner wins, if the Lakers win, if the Bucks win, no one's going to – I don't think people will say, oh, well, they wouldn't have won otherwise. But if it's an unexpected team, I do think that that will happen. You know, even think about it like the Blazers. People are saying, oh, the Blazers might have a shot. It's a tough first-round match for the Lakers. We saw an eight seed in 1999, and the New York Knicks make it all the way to the finals. So – if one of those teams wins, there will undoubtedly be a memory of a team winning that would not have won in conventional circumstances. Yeah. But if the if a regular team, if the you play Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks win it, I don't think anyone will count that. And just to go to your point about it being a more difficult season, I think an even more difficult championship will be 2021. No break from this playoffs yeah, all the way. True. If we see if we see the Bucks repeat or the Lakers or the Clippers repeat, 
That would be insane to win it we'll now. Count, you got to count that as like three instead of an yeah. asterisk. That can be like a it can be like a gold a three star next to it. That's a three P. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I think I agree with you. I mean, if it's a team that people weren't expecting, then people say, "Oh, well, they just won it because of this weird format." But if it's a team that we wanted to win or that we thought was going to win, then people will probably yeah. won't discount it. Um, so now, you know, in talking about who potentially could win the championship, it's very important always to consider the word legacy. Whose legacy, John, would ascend the most from winning a championship um, in this 2020 NBA bubble? So the truth is, it can't be LeBron, as crazy as that is to see, because uh, LeBron could only jump, he can only jump one spot, you know? He can only go from being <laughs> the second best player ever to the first best player and, ever. And so, there are a lot of people, lot, probably, some people already think he's the best. So like, Yeah, exactly. So he can't really do? jump. Exactly. He, it will look incredible because if you look at LeBron's four rings, if he, let's say he does, hypothetically, he wins this year, and now we're looking at his resume. Four rings, he already, four MVPs. He's not, I don't think he's going to win this MVP, but that's for an episode we'll post next week about our MVP picks. Um, but his four rings, he has two back-to-back with the Heat. He has this 2016 Cleveland miracle comeback up th- uh, down 3-1 against that 73-9 Warriors team. Yeah. And then a 2020 Laker pandemic post Kobe Bryant death chip and that's winning a t- the title also with three different teams four and Which four no, finals no one has MVP. ever right no one has ever won the title with three different teams and won the fi- won the uh, finals MVP I think right there's some right. stuff so, like no player has yeah, led three different teams to the finals exactly so I don't so after that you can't really I don't know, four finals Ooh. MVPs with three different teams. That's, so that's tough. That's, that's insane. But surprisingly, I don't think it's LeBron because I actually think Kawhi does. Because right okay. now, I don't know if people would say Kawhi over Charles Barkley, Kawhi over Karl Malone. Like, I think maybe, he's probably top 25. You've got to say he's top 25, I'd say. So I actually think if Kawhi wins a chip, if this is his third ring and his third finals MVP, so now we're looking, he has a 2014 San Antonio chip in the finals MVP over LeBron and the Heat. He has a 2019 Toronto chip and finals MVP against Steph and the Warriors. And then a 2020 chip, pandemic Clippers chip. And, and that's winning for another team that's never won before, right? Like he did with the Raptors. Yeah. Now he does it for the Clippers. That's huge. That is huge. And then another finals MVP over LeBron and the Lakers and over Giannis and the Bucks. That's a nasty resume. Like he's this yeah. mercenary just going team to team to team. That's how he'll be remembered. Like it didn't matter. Kawhi went team to team to team and he won. And some people say, some one person made the argument, and this is classic, all these Jordan, you know, oldies. Oh, it's harder to stay with one team and win six titles than to just switch from team to team to team and just have yeah. perfect situations. So you can make that argument, but I still think you don't see it ever. And since it's never been done before, that's just crazy. So that puts I mean, him in like almost top 10, top 20 conversation. It's, yeah, it's definitely I top think, 20. It's I over KD so. and over Steph, I think. Oh, I mean, resume, I would already put him over. I would already put resume him wise. As of now, just because KD sucks, but. Um, just the pushback though on that Jordan argument is when you're jumping team to team, there's more uncertainty. There's more risk. So like, while maybe you can try to hop onto each different ship while it's, you know, get peaking at the right time. Um, it's still way more risky than staying with one good franchise over time. Like we've seen Tim Duncan, uh, Michael Jordan, even Tom Brady in the, in the NFL. And we'll see what he does now without that. But um, I think you made good cases for both of those players. I might say, though, because those guys are already guys that have won championships. Um, I think the player who might have the most to gain, I would say, yeah, this, if you had to ask me one player who, if he wins a championship, he will jump the most as far as the way people perceive him. I think it's definitely Giannis, especially because right now he, it looks like he's on pace to win both the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. So when you look at that, what's on the line? And which, John, would you agree he's probably going to win the MVP and probably the defensive player yes, of the year? Yes, he's winning okay. MVP. And defensive player of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if he did or didn't win it because it could go a few I times. think, well, right now he's the favorite. I think, and I think like even ESPN has said they think he's going to win it. But so the only players to win back-to-back MVPs, back-to-back MVPs, this is not a, a, a long list. We have Kareem, LeBron, Curry. Steve Nash is the one guy who like isn't like an all-time, all-time, like top, you know, 10, 15 guy that's on this list. But you have Nash, then you have Duncan, Jordan, Magic, Bird, Moses Malone, Will Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Yeah, it's like all so the ghosts guys, except, that's, except for like Shaq and Kobe have only, only won one each. Yeah, so the, and, but those are so that's 
players who have won back-to-back. So Giannis is already an exclusive club if he does that. The only players to win an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year during their careers, Jordan, Olajuwon, David Robinson, and Kevin Garnett. And then the only players to win an MVP and a Defensive Player in the same season, you have Jordan and Olajuwon. But the only player to win an MVP, a Defensive Player of the Year, the NBA title, and a Finals MVP, John, do you know who it is? There's no way anyone has There's done no that. There's no one. No one has ever done that. Like no maybe MJ, won. but yeah. No, no one has done that. I knew MJ did. did. He did Defensive Player of the Year when he was younger, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, I think it was the 89 season. So that was before yeah. he even had Phil Jackson. So, um, so if Giannis goes MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, and obviously the ring as well, that's huge. That's literally, that's, he's, he's in the club by himself. He's all by himself. So that, That's the awesome thing about it is that no matter what happens, like someone's making a heat. Like, well, if LeBron wins, that'll be awesome to watch. If if yeah. Kawhi wins, well, it's gonna be everyone talking about how Kawhi won three different rings and he has yeah. the same number as LeBron now, and everyone's gonna start doing that whole thing. And then mm-hmm. if Giannis wins, what you just said, he did something that no one's done—an MVP, yeah. title, Finals MVP, and Defensive Player of the Year—all without. Yeah, who's your second best player? Yeah, Chris Middleton. It's, Chris it's Middleton? this entire team that's entirely just built around him. So. Honestly, I'm rooting for any of those to happen. Obviously, I'm more of a LeBron guy because he won some titles for the Heat. But any of those would be awesome to watch happen. Like, I love Giannis. Who could not love Giannis? He's great. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. All right, now, another just last question we need to get into before we wrap the episode up. The eight-seed Western Conference race. Who do you got, Alex? There's the Grizzlies right now who are in the eight-seed. But obviously, we know the NBA literally allowed like an extra eight teams to, or six or seven teams to come yeah. to the bubble just so they can get the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. <laughs> so, and then also now the Blazers are gaining a lot of traction with you know Dame and their injured guys coming back. Who do you got of those three teams? So, of those three teams, I guess um, the easy team to, to predict that would get it is the Grizzlies because they currently have the eight seed and in a play-in, um, the Grizzlies would only have to win one game while either the Blazers or the Pelicans would probably have to win two against the Grizzlies. Um, I'm still going to, instead, and even though it seems easier for that team, I'm going to pick the Blazers because Damian Lillard, I think, is having, he's a top five player in the league this year. This season he's having a top five season, undoubtedly. Um, and it was unfortunate that the league stopped when it did because he was really, really hot. But I think now that they're coming back full strength, their team is healthy. Like, this is a team, if you actually look at them on paper, they could have been, honestly, top six, maybe. Like, definitely top seven in the, in the West, I think. And right now, they're like a nine. They're really much, much worse than they should be. But I really yeah. trust Damian Lillard, and especially in a circumstance where you're playing either the Grizzlies, who are led by a rookie, or the Pelicans, who are also led by a rookie. I'm going to pick um, the Blazers. I think they're going to take the, uh, the eight seed. Yeah. So one thing that will decide it is this first game back. And I love how they did the schedule. Cause I wasn't paying much attention to it at the beginning. I was just like, thank God there's going to be games on, but now you look at the schedule and they really set it up nicely. Like the first night back, we got Lakers Clippers. The second night we got Bucks Celtics, which will also be a great Eastern conference finals potentially preview, but also to uh, the second night, which is Friday or at 4 PM Grizzlies Blazers. So if we see the Blazers come out and like just destroy stomp on the Grizzlies, cause we know both teams are going to be as hungry as they, they like need to be because both teams are playing to get into the playoffs. So they're going to all be going, coming full throttle. If we see the Blazers absolutely just like an absolutely annihilate them, then to me, I think, okay, Blazers have it in the bag. And then we got to see what the Pelicans do who also have the easiest schedule going forward. So it's honestly shocking. I don't know what my answer is. I might just lean towards the Grizzlies because all they have to do is, is um, you know, finish out. They do have an easier schedule, I think. The Blazers got the Grizzlies at first game, and they're going Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers. Like, those are all yeah. – and I haven't even – I didn't finish. I could – then they go Sixers, Mavericks, and Nets. So the only really yeah. bad team – the only guaranteed win is the Nets. Whereas the Grizzlies yeah. schedule, they got the Blazers, but then they got the Spurs – the West yeah, that's not a great team. team. Not that's that's a hor- that's an easy that's a automatic W. And they got the Pelicans who just on their level that like it'll be tough. Zion, I mean, Nets, well, they're great. Zion, Zion will probably be able to play, but like not as good as, as but not as good as like the Clippers and the Celtics at that. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. But but then the six uh, Grizzlies well, you know as, the, as it goes you know on, who has the easiest 
The but, Pelicans have the easiest of the three, though. No, I know. But I, I, I just said that. They do. They have the, the easiest schedule of all. But then they go – so they go um, Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans. Then the Jazz and the Thunder. Not middle-of-the-pack playoff teams. Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. So those last three teams are the three best teams in the, in the East. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just think it'll, it'll really be tough to see um, – I guess rel- relative, you could say, like, potentially they each only have one game that you know they're definitely going to win on their schedule yeah. in the Spurs and in the Nets. But it'll really depend on that first game, whoever wins that first game. And then, again, like you said, Alex, the Blazers have to win twice against the Grizzlies. So if the Grizzlies can just get out one, like, nail-biter of a game, and then who, but then who knows? If, if the Blazers win that first game against the Grizzlies, they're going to be favored in that second one. They haven't figured out. They're just much – Damian at age, what, 20 – he's – He's like 27 now. I think he might be 30. He might have just turned 30, honestly. Yeah, so he's in, this dude's in his prime, has experience in the playoffs, has hit some nasty playoff shots that are like great, the greatest like series-ending shots. So to, yeah. to him, a playing game is going to be much less than for Jaron oh, Jackson yeah. Jr. and John Morant, who are literally our age. They're 20 years old. Yeah. And this is going to be the biggest basketball game they've played in their entire life. So, And Damien also, he's, he's fired up and he has a chip on his shoulder. You know, I, I'm excited for him to They're to hungry. Get, yeah to get after it all right good looks good looks well that's all we have time for today thank you guys for listening um please stay tuned for next our next episode we will be doing all of our uh you know regular season awards which like they said um it's over these eight games are not going to determine the voters are all going to vote voting on just the regular season so even if lebron averages 100 points a game in these next eight games he will not come back from and win the MVP from Giannis. Well, who knows, John? Maybe for next maybe, episode. Maybe he gets the vote. Maybe LeBron wins the vote. But yeah, we're going to be doing our awards and our, our all NBA teams. So stay tuned for that. But thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace.